0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry discussing all topics Chicago Bears thank you for listening and enjoy the show
2: Did you know I have three favorite teams? Oh, Yarborough. I have three favorite teams every single week. Luke Barry. Number one, yeah. obviously, it's the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears every single week. Number two, it is who is playing the Green Bay Packers. So yeah, Minnesota. You are uh, on my list. you let's down. And number three, Lucas Berry, my favorite team every single week is who's playing the Atlanta Falcons. What a great week to be a Chicago Bears fan in the South, watching the Falcons suck it up in the snow. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast, your number one podcast for the Chicago Bears. Listen to us live each and every week. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at BIM underscore pod on the Twitter machine. We're here to break down 37 to 17. Are the Bears building something? Five home games in a row, Lucas Berry. How did you enjoy your Sunday?
1: Well, first off, Jay, you're making me laugh off the bat here because I swear you were going to say your third favorite team was the Crimson Tide. So. When you said when you said the Falcons, I was a little bit surprised.
2: I love uh, watching them lose. I love watching them oh, lose. I, I know.
1: I was just fully like not ready for I like I literally thought you were gonna say Alabama, so I just wasn't ready for that. It made me chuckle. Um it was awesome though. Yeah, the, I think the Bears are uh, heading in a great direction, and I think that was on full display thirty seven to uh, seventeen. I think they, they pretty much dominated the falcons. Um we'll dive into it, Chris. How was your uh, Christmas, your New Year's? It's 2024 now.
0: It is 2024.
1: New Year, New Bears? New
0: Year, New Bears. So uh, my wife and I's motto for 2024 is no more in 2024. It's just basically whatever you want it to be. No more excuses. No more Bears. No more more Bears. No more beating our children. Uh, No more. Whoa. Being a Bears fan? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, basically it all started around like no more shitty eating. Um, Now we're just saying it for whatever. So it's going to lose its luster very quickly. Uh, But Christmas was fun. Uh, Kids got all kinds of crap. um, Way too much. And New Year's was uneventful. Uh, Watched some amount of sports, probably. uh, And then played video games until midnight. And kissed my wife and went to bed uh but i was telling joe before before you jumped on lucas i uh i got promoted to national account manager
1: oh my goodness Congratulations! uh
0: as of yesterday so that was pretty
1: pretty cool um yeah Fucking awesome so big stoked. news congratulations yeah, for sure thank you Try bears, um, 1985 shy bears
0: 1985 that is the last year the bears won the super bowl in case anybody not did not know where that team came from i know a lot of our listeners are probably too young uh to remember that super bowl namely the two co-hosts that aren't me but lucas how was your news did you you wreck salem didn't you did you get into some something crazy like a Nothing lot of crazy. alcohol?
1: oh well yeah <laughs> I I didn't do anything crazy. Gotcha. Uh, you no, know, went out, went and ta- went out in town for a little bit. Came back, played some video games, drank some Moscow Mules. It was a great night. Nice, love Moscow's. Moscow Mules are awesome. So it was great.
0: I was, I was wrecking those during COVID because yeah, <laughs> keeps the disease can get, away. You can get diet ginger beer and some vodka. It's like a very low carb drink, and I was. Killing keto during COVID and killed a lot of Moscow meals. Bought the cups and everything. It's legit.
1: Love them. And Joe Gaither, did the Bears bring you a happy New Year's with their victory over the Falcons?
2: Oh, shoot, yeah. We were always going to love beating the Falcons. I regrettably did not make it to midnight. I was asleep on the couch with the dog. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a good day to, uh, to uh, enjoy you know, what What perfect aesthetic, Lucas. Beating the Falcons, not only, you know, okay. great and the Panthers but, losing. The Panthers losing, but just the aesthetic of football. And, like, the aesthetic of football in the snow in Chicago. And Justin Fields looking good. He, he drops the dime in the corner of the end zone for the first touchdown pass. Like, it just – it was a good weekend. It just felt good. It did, top to
1: bottom. And it, I feel like it's – I mean, the Cardinals game was a little bit dicey there in the second half, but I feel like the Bears have kind of felt like that for a little bit now. I mean, uh, to your question earlier, are they building something? What, what what are they doing here? I think they're getting pretty dang close, to be honest with you. The, uh, the defense is really developing quickly. What do you think, Chris? Do you believe in this defense?
0: Yeah, I believe in the defense, but – They haven't beat anybody yet. I mean, other than the Lions, which.
1: I do do have to say the Falcons defense is better than people give them credit for. So I, I was actually a little bit shocked they put up 37 on them. I didn't think they'd do that well versus Atlanta.
0: I don't know, man. It's kind of the whole catch 22 chicken egg thing where your offense is so shitty. Your defense can't really help themselves but suck because they're on the field all the time. Like, Taylor Heineke was, what, like 10 of 30 or something like that? That is awful.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just think the Bears' defense, though, is putting them in a good place on offense. No, I agree. From what you just I said.
0: Agree. I agree.
2: Yeah, it seemed like a pretty complete football game in all three f- phases. Even our man uh, Kerry Santos made a kick in the snow. It was – it was. uh it dude. looked like a competent football team, and I, I haven't seen that too much this year. So that's very exciting. How about tackle of the year from like Lucas Patrick or the ground? I have no idea who made. On oh, that, that
1: return,
0: yeah, on oh, that kick, 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 miss, kick, missed, fi- missed field goal, fucking the return Nathan. like Devin Hester style.
2: The Nathan Vash. Oh yeah, they nearly got pick six or kick six at the end of the
0: half. Yeah, dude, that was freaking brutal and. Lucas Patrick's is doing his best back pedal down the lane in basketball trying to guard two and, people at the same I, time
1: and I think he tripped freaking... up I think he tripped up his ankles
2: with his huge helmet.
0: Well, hey, man, that thing's awesome. I'm
2: so He's nice. one I can't wait to see move on to a new team. Uh,
0: Dude, like listen, man. That holding gonna, calls a bad to I'm going to go to I'm going to go to bat for my boy Lucas Patrick cuz I love that dude's attitude. She is nasty. Nah, 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 nah.
2: He he did <laughs> And he's nasty and untalented is not an ounce of strength and not an ounce of talent right. in him. It's not true. Out in the space, he will in the destroy cornerbacks. Yeah. Well, of course. He's 300 pounds on a 200-pounder.
0: On hey, you still got to hit him. You still got to hit that target, that tiny target. <laughs> With that giant helmet, he's going to be full Locked speed ahead, him. like Rhino. Um. I don't know, man. That was that was a funny play. I was just like watching it with my father in law, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god, this dude's gonna score. I'm like, this this dude's in the end zone. I'm like, this is just the beginning of the end. <laughs> this typical this Bears game. Typical Bears game. We're gonna go into half just with some stupid shit happening. But luckily Lucas Patrick saved the day. I think the guy actually might have tripped either over his own dude or over himself.
1: Doesn't matter. Yeah, he it does he not didn't matter. Score. It nope, it's all
2: good, but I, um, going back gotta, go.
1: I don't know. I, I would say all the metrics would say since week five, the Bears have had a pretty solid defense. So I think the sample size is big enough there for me to actually believe in these guys going forward and next year. Uh I, yeah, I
0: mean, and dude, Tyree Stevenson, two tricks, man. That guy
1: yes, four, four on the year,
0: dude. four four on the year had the diving one against Flacco. Um that was that dude's playing out of his mind. Uh, and Dexter getting in on the sack party. Couple, we had a couple this week,
1: he's got four on the year.
0: And uh, I think Pickens either got a sack or tipped that last pass so he did something. Yeah, he yeah, he something.
1: I think he had a nice pass rush there at the end. But yeah. now this defense is, is really playing well. The cornerbacks, obviously, Jalen got hurt. I don't know if we ever got an announcement on him, but uh, him. Kyler Gordon and Tyreek Stevenson have been awesome. And then the linebackers have really stepped up their game from where we began at because Edmonds was straight garbage and Edwards has been solid all year, but Edmonds finally starts uh, stepping up his plan. Now, both them guys are a sweet duo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's Jack Sandboard still has a place on. This oh, team.
1: awesome. Yeah. No, I didn't, And I saw a crazy stat today. I think it said TJ Edwards has like 147. Combined tackles this year, or something like that.
0: That's not that. Honestly, that feels light. I feel like he has like 176.
1: All right, you guys know what else is? You might not know this. Do you guys know what his 40 time was?
0: Like four seven eight or something like that. Four.
2: It was bad, bad.
1: Joe, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think I heard it was not 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 good. Slow.
1: I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was four eight five, but he is the uh, epitome well, I- of. I heart ran 4-9 over,
2: in high school.
1: Hard over instincts because he he has three picks this year as well.
2: I think I I
0: think I think was at like – I don't remember if I broke five or not. I was fast enough for being as big as I was. Lu,
2: Lucas was a stud fullback breaking uh, – what were you, 391, 398? Three, <laughs> 398 pounds. Are you uh, saying th- – Seconds.
1: Is, is that his it's height? Seconds. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Four seven, four seven two.
2: There you go. There you go. It's not bad. Yeah, I was 300, 300, 378
1: pounds and I ran a four seven two.
0: At three foot nine. Three foot nine. Bowling ball, motherfucker. It's like, mother- like a great Madden character. A <laughs> of- Dude. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Um I, all right. So defense looks good. They have invested a lot into this defense, right? I mean, you've got
2: gotta invest uh, more uh,
0: Gordon and yeah. Brisker. Two second rounders. Then you have Stevenson and Dexter, two second rounders. Um, you spent a lot of money on linebackers. You, yeah. You still have Eddie Jackson for some reason. That guy's he's terrible. gone next year. He's so bad. I don't know what you're gonna do back there, but um, shit, man. Even what's his name that they drafted last year in the six so it looks fine. Um, so yeah, they got a lot of money into it. That you went out and got sweat. So now you've got capital and uh, dollars into this defense. So they should look good. They should be the better of the two units. Um, Man, yeah. I
1: still just want them to draft an edge rusher too. That's like the last defensive piece I want them to put in there. Is an I agree. I
0: just like – yeah, I agree. This, this class isn't great for edge rushers, right? I mean – um,
1: either. no, it's actually it's not bad. I just think it's kind of like well,
0: it's top heavy, right? I mean, there's not a
1: yeah. Hey, I don't think there's a ton, but I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, where the Bears will be picking with their own pick, they should be in a good range to get like the top or second guy. I think a lot of the guys in this class could be early contributors, but not necessarily like huge sack number guys. Like Depends there's no like you
0: think lot like Lottie.
1: I, like if you think Lati is gonna stay healthy, my, of my I, I like Lati a, a lot. And and he stops the run very well. Um, mm. I guess there's just no highly touted prospect like a, a Nick Bosa or anything in this class. But just look at it, man, solid. Your player.
0: boy, your boy Rick Spielman seems very high on Dallas Turner. Like he loves higher him than, higher than Will Anderson high, which,
1: which I was- think is awesome. fascinating. We don't even need to get into the names, but just do you guys agree that a pass <laughs> rusher probably like, like what potentially an early need.
2: Yes, I do. Definitely agree. Whether it is an edge rusher or an interior lineman, you have got to continue. You, you you saw what you saw what six go five games ago, whatever. How many how many how many games in are we with Montez Sweat? Like you've seen, what adding a quality five. piece? <laughs> Man, quality I, I even just does.
1: I might even be going as far as they, they should definitely be in on signing Chris Jones this off season.
2: Yeah, you sign an A or you bring in another quality, people, whether whether it's from free agency or you bring a young guy and you've seen what he's done with, with, with Dexter Pickens already in development. Yeah, I think that it's a huge area where you could turn a position that we thought eight months ago, six, um, yeah, about eight months ago was a position of weakness defensive line into a position of strength.
0: There's a big defensive cl- – I mean, there's a de- big uh, defensive line, free agency class. So, mm, yeah. I mean, shit, dude, it would be hilarious if they went out and signed Chase Allen. Chase Allen? Is that his name? Chase, Chase Allen's name.
1: thank you.
2: Young
0: Fucking tight end for the Bears, damn it. Chase Allen. Jeez, little please.
1: I think it um, also bothers me that the Bears generally just don't draft edge rushers early that often. Like, we got Leonard Floyd. It was just very – I don't know. Completely uninspiring when they did it. And then the rest of the dudes, I feel like they just always sign guys who are good edge rushers but they never developed their own. Wasn't that Raul Wait.
0: Who was super high on Leonard Floyd? Wasn't it Le- wasn't it Raul? Wasn't it Raul, probably Raul. Raul?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
0: I know he's high on Rokoln, but I swear he was high on Leonard Floyd. That could be wrong.
2: Um, he's high on everybody.
0: Hey. Hey. Uh, Raul doesn't <laughs> do that. He's in the medical field.
2: Oh not yeah, no, of, not yeah. that
0: kind of medical. Not the, not the, not the medicinal kind. Anyway, I would agree. I would, I would invest another. I mean, free agency is going to be so interesting because, like, you could do a lot with the capital you have that will address needs that we've been talking about a lot. So, you know. You know, to pair with like, I'm going to say like a a draft position and then a a free agent. Like, you sign T. Higgins or you draft, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. or, you know, some or both. Fuck, I don't care. Do it both. Um, Or like you sign Chase Young or you draft Dallas Turner or Latu or what's the kid's name from Penn State? Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson. That is a bear if I ever heard of him. Shop. That's a swim move, dude. You just chop their arms down. Get after. It. Um, yeah. Yeah, think free agency is gonna be fun. Um now on the opposite side of the ball.
1: Different story.
0: It's man. You asked going into this Lucas if I made my mind up yet about the quarterback and I I I I don't know. I feel like I'd be good with either, uh, either direction. Um, It was fun watching Fields light it up on. Man, when he's
1: on, he's on. It just—it's like it just drives me crazy that we can't. You don't have to be amazing all the time, but your floor can't be as low as it is. Right. So frustrating to watch because, like, you know he's capable of it. You saw him throw like on time throws this game, right? But then also, Chris, it's always totally goes back to that question we always talk about like, is it fields? Is it the offense? Is it Getze? Like just weird.
0: So our our friend B Shulk said something interesting on Twitter where he was basically like the scripted plays are always gonna look good. Right? And once you get outside of scripted plays, if you're not good, it's because you can't read a defense. That's something that he was told or read or something somewhere. So that kind of lends to like a lot of what fields looks fantastic with the scripted plays. Right. Right. Um, once he gets outside of it, it's not, it's not as good, but this was better. I mean, he was a lot better. Um, and like, okay. So we want to talk about fields growing as a player, you know, it's year three or whatever. And, you know, if you want to say, no, not every quarterback's going to blossom as fast as you want him to, then you got to give the same kind of shit to Luke Getzey as a play caller. Yes, he's been in offenses before. Yes, he's been in the NFL, but this is his first time calling plays. And if you're going to give Justin enough rub to hang himself with, then give Getzey the same amount of freedom. You know, we are way too microwave society and need these instant results like right now right now and it's just
1: I don't and know. it and it is kind of crazy just that you bring up that point and like you see how the season went it's like at the end of the day we kind of reached the goal that most of us set out for this team but it was just like so rocky getting there like after you start 0 and 5 or whatever it was and then you work your way back up you know everyone wants the results now but sometimes you have to wait and see see what happens we got to give these guys a chance to develop a little bit. So,
2: well, let me throw this in your ear. W- w- with this, um, with this kind of st- progression, we've sat here and bitched about many weeks. A historic fourth quarter collapse here, there, and another. There have been three this year. Time, three, yep. three historic fourth quarter collapses. All right. Well, that aside, you're sitting at seven and nine here, and you're about to go into Lambo. Huge week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But like let's say, just hypothetically, that the math doesn't go into some weird anomaly, historic fourth quarter comeback, and you win those three games, you're sitting at ten and six playing Seven. green playing Green Bay this weekend. Uh, yeah. Looking looking for 11, 11 and six. Oh, goodness gracious. We the three of us would be doing backflips, would be tattooing Luke Getsy's name on our head at eleven and six. I mean, I would be. I, so, yeah, the frustration through this season, like the emotional roller coaster of this season, has been crazy because I went. We were. I'll just speak for myself at the very beginning of the year, like apathetic, dead as a doornail, <laughs> wanted to ki- wanted to kill everybody in the in, in the front office, fire everybody, and like. Am I excited that Getzy and Flues probably are going to come back at this point? Not really, but I've seen signs over the last couple of weeks. To your point on growth, Luke, you got a first-year first, first year head coach. Chris is saying, saying the same thing. you got a first-time offensive coordinator. Like, There's a lot of new parts, and it seems like you're seeing signs of, oh, these guys are starting to figure some things out. I think it's going to be an exciting prospect. We'll get into that part of, as, as well. And uh, with all the assets and all possibilities of this offseason. So, like, yeah, it was not great the first seven, eight weeks? Not really. And yeah, I did think that it was not ever going to get better, but you are seeing signs of, of growth. And while it seems like it's a little too little too late this year, there's a lot of uh, excitement there. I'm, I'm, I'm budding, I'm, I'm starting to sense some excitement for the next six, seven months.
1: Right. And to add that to Joe, I know a lot of people will, a lot of people can point to the teams we played and be like, all right, well the schedule wasn't very good and the teams we beat weren't very good. I mean, when I was just thinking about this more, I was like, all right, well we went in there and we, we, we beat the lines up for a good seven out of eight quarters there and they, and they just, you know, went toe to toe at Dallas which is a potential playoff rematch in the making. Um, you know, you played the Browns well all game and they've been putting up 400-yard passing games on every team and dropping bombs on every team they've been playing. So, you did a good job versus them. I mean, you couldn't pull out a few games at the end, but I don't know. A lot of the like you beat the Cardinals and a people all oh, the Cardinals stink. Well, they just went into Philly and won. So, like I don't know. Maybe some of these wins aren't as you know, I guess cheap as people think. And I and I do think there's a lot of signs of growth and and positive positive things to look forward to there Joe Gaither
2: well do you want to talk about the positive things to look forward to or do you want to talk about the Packers or do you want to talk about something else instead Chris Krogman
1: I think we got to dive in um, this fields discussion after I meeting. would
0: like to, I would like to talk about why Dan Campbell didn't kick the goddamn field goal after that shit show
2: <laughs>
0: like why don't you just take the extra point bro um so yeah you can get in justin
1: so i mean th- this was a fascinating question when i was asked multiple weeks ago but like we were like what can justin fields the offense the coaching staff do to save themselves down the stretch fields has been much of the same but again you know the highs are really high obviously this week was a good one so everyone's high on them again you know the the lows are kind of low but I think there is progress in some areas with his passing game. So there is a little to look forward to. You now have the top pick in the draft because the Panthers lost. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've been teetering on that, you know, do you want draft picks? Do you want the quarterback? Do you build around Justin? Do you get up, like, what? what are you doing, you know, with that pick, Chris? And I don't know. Where do you stand right now on that? I know before we were all kind of like, oh, we're going to take a quarterback, but now are you more open to trading back, perhaps?
0: I mean, I'm open to it. It just like I – I don't know, man.
1: Like today, you think you would still take the quarterback and trade Justin?
0: It really depends on what I can get for Justin. And it's going to depend on what he wants contract-wise. Like if he so, uh, you know agent his agent already has an idea of what.
1: So you know – I'm pretty sure his agent is the same guy that represents Deshaun. And he is a greedy bastard. David, David
2: uh, yeah Mugletta.
1: You look at the contract Deshaun got, that guy will get every penny he possibly can. So,
2: yeah,
1: I, you're not going to get a discount on Justin from that fact alone.
2: You don't need a discount from Justin. You don't need to pay him. You, like, you still have him on the hook for two oh, wow. years.
1: Well, I, I wanted to finish hearing what Chris had to say, so... You know, Intend- you, sorry, you said what, what the, uh, you know, it depends what they pay him, but if you go into that, knowing his agent is probably going to demand, you know, a pretty decent chunk of change, how you, how you going about this today? Even if you don't have to pay him today, you know, that could factor in your decision, whether you want to move forward with him or not. That's true.
0: Yeah, it really, like then the trade value becomes more, um, more top of mind, um, yeah, I mean and and the trade value for number one comes top of mind and how far back you have to move. And do you move out of the um Marvin Harrison Jr. conversation? And if you do, are you fine with whatever you're looking at? I mean, we're all hyping up wide receiver. Um, maybe they don't even
1: maybe they don't even want to take a wide receiver, but I can't imagine they won't. See, that's so that's where I'm at, Chris. Like I do think that if you, if it was up to me, like you said, you got to weigh everything. I have been leaning towards drafting a new quarterback for a long time now. But if you, for me, I think the trade back that can convince me is a trade where I'm still guaranteed Marvin Harrison Jr. And and you're hypothetically hoping you can get a first plus him. That's what I would be going for. But like, I don't know, man, if they trade out of that top pick and, like, you get, like, three first-rounders in future years but you're closer to 8, 9, 10, I think I'll be kind of pissed.
0: You mean if you drop back that far?
1: Yeah. Like, if you're – to me, if you're building this around Justin Fields, right, and you really – like, you're going to take I, – I think we could all probably agree Marvin Harrison is probably the closest thing to generational – in this class or even the last class that we'll see, like I don't see a world where he's bad. And I mean, I know anything's possible, but to me, if you're building this around Justin, then all right, just get him the best damn player you can get on a cheap deal. Yeah. But like, if you're not okay, fine. Cause people are like, well, you could trade the pick for a hall and then draft neighbors or a And my argument to that is you could draft a quarterback and also get one of them guys. Right but they're not Marvin Harrison. So for me, that's kind of where I, I fall on this whole thing. If you keep Justin trade back, but make sure you get yourself a Marvin Harrison. Don't, I don't know. I think they could that's, get really greedy with it. And that's what scares me.
0: Well, that's, what's crazy. So like, let's just say hypothetically, I mean, the Patriots are at three. Um, I don't. The Cardinals are at four. I don't think either. I don't think, The Cardinals are moving on from Kyler Murray. I think they also want Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, The wild card is going to be Washington. So if the Patriots jump over Washington to get to Caleb or Drake, whatever they want, is Washington comfortable enough with Sam Howell to take Marvin Harrison Jr.? I don't know, man. A lot of them fans think so.
2: Their fans are fucking idiots. Our yeah, fans are I,
0: fucking idiots. Yeah. All yeah. fans are fucking idiots.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not Sam Howell or Caleb Williams. That's a different. Well, he's saying, he's no, saying if,
1: if they can't get Caleb Williams, would yes. they sit there and take Jaden Daniels or Drake or mm-hmm. whoever they want, or do they just want? I don't know. I, I think, I think Washington is, is basically forced to take a quarterback though, Chris. They, they almost feel like, like the Texans last year. I didn't believe like they were always going to take a quarterback. It kind of feels the same for Washington. To me, at least,
0: I don't know, man. House put up some numbers, a lot of big, a lot of sack numbers, but he's also throwing. I'm just like, thinking four thousand. I'm just yards. thinking
1: new ownership. They'll probably get a new coach, and part of that deal is the coach will get to pick a quarter. Like, yeah, it just seems like it's all lining up for that to happen, and and that's new the coach. thing. You can really get Washington in a stranglehold, where even if they are two or three, you're like, all right, New England's offering me this. We know Caleb is a DC guy and, you know, bringing him home would give you guys the, you know, the biggest splash since RG3. What do you, you know, you might get, you might get it a first and more for moving back a freaking spot for them to get Caleb. And that would, you know, that's kind of my ideal situation. Now, is it likely? I don't know, but we saw what happen with Carolina. Teams get desperate. So.
0: Yeah, but that's nine, dude. That's uh, a, uh, a big
1: drop, or a ten. I, I know, but then you also got to think, hey, maybe maybe if you do drop two to with Washington, you could pull off what you did last year and say, hey, New England, we're, we're moving back further, and just go back another spot for whatever they'll give you. I don't know. I, I'm just saying I think it's possible just from the way people are talking about this quarterback class, Chris. I don't know if you guys read the article today that Jeremy Fowler put out, but he said – even the Bears staying in the top five picks could net them a larger haul than what they got last year, which I thought was fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, staying top five and, and getting the equivalent of three firsts, essentially I would say DJ Moore is probably worth a first.
1: Yeah, for especially, sure.
0: Especially now, I mean, especially after we saw what he can do.
1: Now, Joe, I um, guess my question for you is, if you're getting that much potentially for that first overall pick, are we missing something with these quarterbacks that we should be seeing if they're worth that much to move up, you know, a few spots for? Slash, what, you know, what do you make of this class? What are you doing here in, in the bear situation?
2: Well, I, I mean, I do think they're they're good. They're talented players. I mean, I, Caleb Williams, you've talked about it. You've seen it, Luke, with his throwing motion. It is very, very good. And his, his arm strength is very, very good. Um, I think that what you're experiencing right now with this, this draft talk, uh, this, this kind of movement talk and needs talk is more so on the Patriots slash Washington slash uh, – oh, gosh, who else would be up there? Uh, not really Arizona, but these teams are desperate. Like the, Basically, in the NFL, unless you're the 49ers, you're not competing without a without a quarterback. Uh, and so I think that P- team see quarterbacks as a quick way to make themselves competitive again, uh, and I think that P- can get real desperate, and 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 that's what's driving these prices. I mean, last year I, I know you didn't love Bryce Young, uh, but but Bryce was seen as you know a nice prospect. Same with CJ. So, I mean, you, you basically needed both players. Uh, to drive the price up, and you're going to get the same sort of thing because of Williams and because of May. I would even argue
1: Jaden Daniels. I, From everything I've been hearing, he's shooting up draft boards already, and it's only going to go higher as the draft gets closer, so you have a potential top three that people could choose from staying in there.
2: Yeah, I'm firmly in the trade-back camp. Uh, and, and I know you guys have been in the, oh, we we need to tra- uh, trade back if we can get more of a half. I'm in the trade-back camp and s- take as much assets as you – if you can trade back with New England at three and Washington at four, like, you just keep on moving back. And so this team still needs, I feel like, a lot. But I do think that the, 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 that you're setting yourself up for a long-term – we're going to be competitive for eight to 10 years because we're continually adding more assets and adding more like, yeah. Do you want Marvin Harrison? I'm yes. The three of us are unanimous. that. All right. All right. I guess here.
1: Joe, I, I know what you're saying, but this is kind of how I thought it about it and it put it in perspective for me. I was just thinking, so do you remember the Jamar chase here? It was like Jamar chase, you knew he was going to be good. You drop him in that Bengals offense and you knew it was going to be good. It was like, yeah. well, the consolation price is Jalen Waddle. He's, he's a pretty good player but to my point this is to me is the same like you have a chance to just drop that superstar right in your offense you don't think that alone is worth not trying to get more and more and more on top of it
2: no because of the the difference is the bears my entire life have done have been awful building through the draft uh see, see. So you and want to so, get more
1: picks and watch them build through the draft? You
2: no, well, when polls get, when polls came here and and arrived, he said, "I'm going to build the draft. We're going. it's going to be a long term." I just from a philosophical standpoint, I think that's the best way for long term success. Now you've seen the Patriots suck at drafting over the last handful of years, but for a while they were they were just they were lights out. Like draft well, retain the right asset, send off the old guy. Sorry, Eddie Jackson, you're gone. Like. I think that's the, the path to long-term care. Maybe Marvin gets you there. Maybe Marvin gets you there, and the Bears are our to, top offense for five years. Great, and 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 if that's the case, awesome. I'm not really going to be upset if we end up with Marvin and we don't keep moving back. Um, I just think you have a chance to really, like a lot. A lot determines. A lot depends on the draft board and what people take around you. But I think you have a real opportunity right here to. You know, we're bears are picking at what 10, 11, right in there for, for, with their own pick. So, uh, I think you have a real opportunity to add a lot of quality. Piece. You you could end up with three first round draft picks in the, in I, this class. And this class, you, you hit on it earlier. How much would you like to see a premier defensive lineman? Uh, it, well, you have your own. You you have your own pick for that too. That's why I'm just sure, like sure. I don't know. I think
1: with if you can pretty much guarantee that he's a superstar, you you just do it. I like I don't know. Yep. I, I feel like can you say the same thing for Caleb though?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you can, but I think like a guy like well, I'm saying yeah, you can, and that's where I'm at. But I think I mean, there is Lucas, definitely you've more. Been,
2: you've I been think saying, there'll be more
1: questions about his work ethic, and how he treats teammates, that kind of stuff that everyone else is bringing up. And I think that is, I think the positional difference will make a difference in it too. Because I feel like quarterbacks are way harder to project.
0: I mean, you said this guy was Jesus since he was like a junior
1: high kid. I think that's His, he's he's been an he's ever, ever. I, And if and if you asked me who who I could probably guarantee would have a better career, I'd definitely say Marvin Harrison. I mean, that's
0: tough, man.
1: That's some there's so many variables for a wide receiver. I don't know. I he just seems like one of those guys like like Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson, like He's coming in the league. You know this guy's going to be fucking good. Like, there was like, never – If he was Julio,
0: he's going to have, like, 1,800 yards a year and one touchdown. Oh, yeah.
1: DJ <laughs> e. Moore is going to catch all the touchdowns. Worst freaking fantasy football wide receiver ever. But um, I, I guess, Joe, my overall point more so than – more so than about just Marvin Harrison is that if – this is my if you're rolling with Fields plan, a.k.a. Give him the most possible help so he can't suck.
2: Do you think? Uh, do you, uh, just throwing this right back at you? Do you think Marvin Harrison is more help than Roma Dunze and block Brock Bowers?
1: Yeah, I, I I just think Marvin Harrison is going to be like like Pro Bowler his first year.
2: Yeah, probably. But like like legitimately, you could probably have two pro bowlers in their first year.
1: Yeah. Or you could do Marvin Harrison and uh, Brock Bowers.
2: I think there's, that, that's what makes me so excited about this offseason is if, uh, and maybe this is just my damn blue and orange glasses, just holding on with fields, build around and give, give him another, give him a, a daggum center. Uh <laughs> I, you, you keep adding to him, like like y'all were alluding to. Like when he's on, the on is amazing. And so I just maybe I'm foolishly believing in the on. Uh, I think that you gotta add add to this offense. Use this first, this number one overall pick as wisely as you can. I think you gotta leverage it for as much as you can. And maybe the value is ten years of Marvin Harrison. And if that's the case, then they're down.
0: The the other interesting thing is the players are goo goo gaga for Justin, right? I exactly. mean, exactly. You're going to have, if you do bring in a rookie QB, he has to win the locker room over. He has to form chemistry with his wide receivers. And he's a rookie, you know? Um, and he's got to endear the fan base to himself. Um, all of those things are tough. Now, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to be Ryan Poles. I don't think this is an easy decision. I think there's value in both directions. Like at some point, you can't keep being the Oklahoma City Thunder and trade back for 27
1: Why years. Why not? Because you got to take blue chippers eventually. You can't trading back is great to self set yourself up for an opportunity like this. Like, you're can you imagine if now? they
0: if they trade back? And like whoever they trade with back is like is a top five pick again next year, and they have like another top five pick.
2: That's what like Oh my god! Hilarious. Right, you could bend, you could wield this for power for years if you hit that. If you do that, if you do something like that. Yeah, man. But if you get the quarterback
0: wrong, it doesn't matter.
2: Well, do we have the quarterback wrong, Chris Rookman? I don't, man. I'm not convinced yet, dude. Sorry. I'm not I mean
0: it's either. I'm with you is, Chris. There's nothing there's nothing more that I would rather see than Justin continue to ascend. But I don't know man, like uh would you say Joe like 2 years from now we draft that kid that's coming out of junior high or some shit like that's supposed to be the Jesus um I mean, you could do that, too. I mean, you could sign Fields to the fifth year. Arch Manning is coming soon. Huh?
2: Arch Manning is coming soon. Shoot. He's a
0: – what's he? He'll be a sophomore,
2: right? He's going into his sophomore year. He's got two more years of eligibility. Um,
0: He uh, – and I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you could keep stringing fields along with franchise tags as well. I mean, or you could do the Daniel Jones kind of half-ass contract, give him like a two- to four-year deal or whatever, but I don't know. If you, pass on, if you pass on Caleb and he's special, you'll never live it down. You will get fired. I don't care if Marvin Harrison Jr. is awesome. If Justin Fields is not great and you could have had caleb williams and he's phenomenal you lost your job
1: is it different this year though with stroud
0: yes because nobody thought he could be special like everybody thinks caleb can be special like it's like
1: i see what you're saying
0: all over the place right i mean everybody thought bryce was the probably better of the two quarterbacks at the time
1: see that's what i don't get like people some people like to backtrack and say, oh, we, we thought last year's class was special too. I don't remember anyone saying those quarterbacks last year were going to be that good. I remember everyone was like, well, Bryce Young is all right. He's not tall enough. TJ Stroud could be better. We don't really know how to project him in the pros, though. It was like Anthony Richardson's an uber athlete. That was it. It wasn't like, oh, this guy's going to save your franchise type. Yeah, I don't know
0: um – Um I don't know how QBs move so much in a matter of, you know, from the end of their college season to draft day, like it's just wild. How much projection there is, how much, and either, maybe, maybe all the dra- draft nicks are wrong and the NFL knew the, the entire time. Right. And they're just like, no, CJ's just as good as Bryce. if not better or whatever, you know, but, yeah, I don't know. I
1: Again, I don't want to be Ryan Poles. I'm glad I'm not. But I'm going to hold the I street mean, to they, the fire if he fucks it up. Oh, totally. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, if Justin comes back next year and he stinks, everyone's going to be on his case. J- Lucas, let's talk about the Courtney Cron-
0: Cronin video today. Because that, that plays into this pretty big. Courtney.
1: Courtney. Yeah, so I was listening to uh, ESPN Chicago on YouTube, Justin Fields' conundrum with Courtney Kernan and Pat, the designer. And Courtney dropped the bombshell that uh, she said Poles technically isn't on his first coach. The final say of hiring Iber Flus was from McCaskey and Ted Phillips. Yeah, bas- basically insinuating that Ryan Poles uh, didn't have the final say over this, like we were told.
2: They lied. I don't know, Joe. Did they? The Bears Ted lied?
0: lied. Ted Phillips lied to me.
2: Oh man, no. I mean, uh, so what, is it, what, what does it mean for polls? I mean, for, for polls, it makes me think that he's automatically safe then. Uh, and maybe does it give me any hope of turning over Flus? Like I don't know what I want right now, Luke. Because you've got this little momentum that you built. I still can't erase the absolute ass of a of a team that was put on the field the first four weeks but you do have this nice little momentum being built so like what's the significance do we think that Flus is in a win win and he comes back against green bay lose and he's gone scenario this week like what what, what are we with with polls and his decision and how it affects matt Eberflus?
1: It's a good question because I don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, I would say this is the the biggest report we've had from someone close to the Bears on this matter, kind of actually saying this. So it's interesting. Um, but Joe, I kind of agree with you. There's too much momentum building toward the end of the season, too many wins happening. Uh, you know, the defense has been performing at basically a top 10 rate, according to every metric 16 picks in the last six games, like, they're just playing some good ball. And and as Chris said a few weeks ago, the guys haven't quit on them. You know, they quote them in the locker room. They talk about them highly. Uh, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know if you drop a nuke in this Joe, my answer to that is I think that's only possible. Like if, like, I think, a possibility of where they would fire flooses if someone like jim harbaugh was like they knew he wanted the bear's job and that basically had it in the bag but i don't think they would just fire a floose to to go through this interview process again
2: chris what do you make of the ryan poles didn't get to choose matt eber and where do you stand with him
0: I mean, what's to say they're going to let him now, you know? What's to say that if George McCaskey is is doing what he always does and gets in the way, then who's to say he's not just going to say, oh, you know, you need to keep this guy. He's got some momentum going. Um, I don't – I've made my point. I think Iverflus is back next year. The the only way that that changes is if Ryan – if Kevin Warren says otherwise. And, I mean, so, like, I don't understand. Like, some – I don't understand people who don't want continuity but or think that Irif Luce is so bad that retaining him and letting him continue to grow as a coach and let Getze continue to grow as a coach, along with Fields continuing to grow – all these dudes out here want to fucking blow it up, you know, fire Getze, they're okay with keeping Flus because the defense looks good. But to Luke's point, Phil Snows, like, was hired right when the defense started to look better. They added Montez Sweat. I mean, who's to say that, um, you know, the pieces that Poles has added to this team aren't what making them better and that it has nothing to do with Matt Eberflus. Right.
2: Um,
0: but, like, firing Getze, if you're keeping Fields, is stupid to me. That's you, like, that's you can't
1: make him learn a new offense.
0: No, yeah. not again. I mean, not going into this like you you fucked yourself because now you're you're putting another variable into the we could have had X QB, but we decided to keep Justin, build around him, but we're gonna give him his third court third coordinator in four years. Like, there's no way. There's no way. How's that I do happening.
1: I think Chris, you kind of agreed with me. So like Luke Getzi is not a bad OC. It's just the weird fit with him and Fields. It is very like bizarre. But like some of the I'm shit still not I'm still it. not
0: sold that Iberflus has something to do doesn't have something to do with it. Like the conservative nature of where Iberflue well, comes from. It, it, it,
1: it's not even that. Like I would say, even in this Falcons game, like they dialed up more downfield. I mean, they, they basically played to field strengths. They ran with him outside and they dialed up downfield plays. They didn't try and do this quick game with fields that he's not good at. They, you know, they did what he was good at all game and he had a great game. It's kind of my point, but like Luke Getz's mix and matching of that is very bizarre to me.
0: Yeah. I just don't understand how Luke gets. can't just watch Lamar Jackson and be just do, just do some of that. Just, I mean, just do some of like the quarterback runs that fields has are weird. I mean they the best runs he has that go for long distances are are, are scramble scramble plays.
1: Yeah. Also, what uh, the hell was Luke Getzi like why were they throwing the ball and with like two minutes left? Did you guys see that play at the end of the game? Because Justin Fields only had so many reps in college. He needs to
0: continue to get
1: these reps. He almost got killed and threw a pick.
0: Well, he almost gets himself killed a lot. So, well, I mean, I think they are like, eh, you're fine with it. We're fine with keep it. Keep the it. guy just... out of his
1: own way. I don't know if they're trying to, like, make a statement. Like, oh, we're going for four. Like, it was just, dude. <laughs> I, don't
0: I don't know. I don't know. They scored 37 points, which was crazy. Insane. Yeah, this. Ka- I mean, how many field goals did Cairo get, though? He like made two.
1: <laughs> The one I knew he wasn't going to make, the one that was on right. his was 55 yards into the freaking wind. And I feel like they didn't do anything to advance the ball either. That was like a weird sequence of plays too. It's like they were playing for the 55-yard field goal. Some of the shit they do is so weird, man. I can't even explain it.
2: It's because the Bears did suck. Just kidding. This is before the two-minute warning. Play action pass. Hold, hold, hold. And bam, crunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching that over again. What were you where, the, where they threw the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right before the, the play, right before the two minute warning. What was the score at that point? It was 37
1: 17, wasn't it? Yeah. What yeah. were you freaking doing, you idiot?
2: That was second and medium. Now it's uh, third and 25, and they just handed it off and, and punted it back. Like,
1: you saw that, though. He got crushed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have like literally just handed off instead and get to the two-minute warning. You're up 20 points.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of the shit they do is weird, but overall, killed the Falcons. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they would fire Eberflus if he got his ass kicked by the Packers. I don't know.
2: That's This is a
1: big game for fluce Enfields, to be honest. Yes, that's like, my to view. beat this stupid team.
2: I think this is massive. I think this is... Mo- like, you, you, and let's spin back, the three of us. 18 weeks ago, we were about to go into a Packers game, and Luke and I were about to barf all over this podcast because we were so sick to our stomachs over the preseason just <laughs> hoopla and bullshit. But at this point, Luke, I'm... I'm fired the fuck up. I'm fired up to go beat the Packers. I'm fired up. I think they can beat the Packers. They played the worst game plan of their lives in week number one, and they didn't even look like they even tried. But, like, to your point, Luke, this is – like, I I wonder if this whole decision that we're talking about, bring Fields back, bring Flus back, leave Pulsar on – I wonder how much of it hinges on this weekend in Green Bay and, like, if we were a legitimate real franchise, it wouldn't hinge on this weekend. But George McCaskey is a bigger fan than I am. And so it's like, I feel good about beating the Falcons. I feel good about beating the Lions and the and the Vikings over the last couple of weeks and you know winning our last five home games. But part of me thinks like, Oh, you beat the Packers, you keep their asses out of the playoffs, and we hold it over them all, all season long, then you turn that number one overall pick into millions of assets and we come out and take the North next year, blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm feeling right now. Luke. Is, is, is all that doable? And like, if, or does this game really matter for Flus and Fields? So
1: before we go further into this game and what we think is going to happen, I do want to ask you both. I would say the similarities between the Bears this year and the Lions last year are pretty similar to me. I think uh, the Lions started out last year. I think they started out with the same record, actually, like 0-5 or 1-5 or something like that. And they finished strong. And uh, lo and behold, they beat the Packers the last week to knock them out of the playoffs to finish at 8-9 and or whatever they were. Do you guys think the Bears are any anything close to what the Lions were last year? Or do you think oh, this is more fluky than that?
2: The no, think are
1: close. It's almost like it's almost like the
0: opposite sides of the ball are better. Like the, I think the Lions' offense was better last year, and the Bears' defense is better this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. But do you think like there's that kind of momentum where you sure. think that the Bears, if they have the right offseason, they can take off next year and actually win the North, like the Lions this year? Like I don't know. People at the end of last year were like, "That team is going to be good next year." Like, do you feel that way about the Bears, especially if they win this Packers game? Are you going to be like, hey, this Bears team is going to be good next year? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I don't know because I did feel like the Lions had like a higher wave, but really the similarities between us and that team I think are uh, closer than people think.
2: What do you think, Joe? Are we going to draft ourselves a Jameer Gibbs and not use him? No, I'm just kidding. No, we're going to draft a premier offensive weapon in the first round and use him. I do – like. I, you talk about oh, are they better? Yeah, no, they are. Uh, I even though the schedule was easy this year, easy. The line
1: schedules has been easy too. They they've been horrible for so long.
2: Right, that's what I mean. I, you you still you flip those three fourth quarter comebacks, and you, we're looking at a winning record, and we're beating our chests talking about playoffs. So yes, like let's be honest with ourselves. We are better. We we're we're right on the precipice. I like it. And we beat
1: the crap out of that team twice this year.
2: We're oh, like
1: hmm. the
0: opposite of uh, the Vikings last year, who won a bunch of one-score games. We just lose them. Yeah. But we do it to ourselves as well.
1: We do it to ourselves. The fourth
0: quarter fields is a problem. That is a For huge sure.
1: But also, part of me, Chris, also makes me wonder, like, I don't know. Those games always start by the defense blowing like a big lead. And then the offense runs weird plays, too. So it also makes me think like, yes, Fields has definitely not been good. Like if he put the ball in his hands on the last drive, he's most definitely going to turn it over. But like earlier in the fourth quarter, when they get super conservative, that also like they didn't help Fields out by letting him ice the game earlier. They put it all on him at the end after they blow it.
2: I, I just so, to keep
1: putting the lead on. To, I guess to me, after I kind of thought about this more, I guess it was more so yeah, field sucks like in, in crunch time, but also like the Bears didn't help them at all by kind of letting themselves lose the game first. True. I don't know. It, it's to me, it's just it's interesting. And, and I think what you said earlier is fascinating, Chris, about a rookie quarterback taking over the locker room. Like if they do feel like they're close, if the rookie struggles or whatever, are they going to have his back? Is the rookie going to be strong enough to withstand, you know, the heat he's going to get, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think Josh Lucas said something pretty fascinating. He said, you know, fields, does remain the Bears quarterback. One of the main things they're going to fall back on is like his mentality. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, and it's pretty true that, you know, you're not, you're not going to get that guy down. He's going to keep working no matter what. And, you know, he's always going to be a great locker room guy and team guy. So I don't know something to be said for that. And I thought it was just interesting.
0: Yep. Yeah. He does not let football define him as a person. No, those, those types of people, those types of uh, players are, have a, have a leg up because they don't, they don't let it get to them. Like, like everything, it's a job, dude. It's a job. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, it might be a little bit more in the limelight, but like at the end of the day, it's a job. Are you afraid
1: to hit? <laughs> I've So, not Jay- to hit. Joe Gaither, do you have the spreads up for us for this Packers game? What do you think is going to happen?
2: Ooh, let's find out. What the- I was looking at that earlier, but I- Is clearly- Jordan love the truth? Uh I think, I think he's kind of I think
0: he's kind of good. This Packers friend of mine or co-worker, I should say. He's not a friend, son of a bitch. Sent me this thing today, and it says Old Time leading passer. Yeah. Jordan Love passing yards this year, 3843 and 30 passing touchdown. Best season ever by a Bears quarterback, thirty eight hundred and thirty eight yards and twenty nine passing touchdown.
2: Yep. Not good. I think I think we might be uh in for the third round of good Packers quarterback, but uh the team isn't amazing. Let's see. Luke the Packers are a three-point favorite and the over-under is four and a half. The game is at three twenty-five. Our man Tony over under is what? Forty-four and a half. Oh, The matchup predictor has 57% Packers, but fuck that. It's going to be Bears 100, Packers 0.
1: What is the spread?
2: Three. Three even. Three even. The Packers are minus 170 on the money line. I
1: think the Bears are winning this game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling good. I think they have a ton of momentum. Um, I don't know. I just think the defense is peaking at the right time, and I do think, you know, you can rattle Jordan Love. I think they can get to him. I think Jordan Love has been very solid. I think he's good, not great. He'll still make those errant throws. You can get him to turn the ball over. So I don't know. I'm feeling I, I really do think the Bears are gonna win this one. I think the offense is going to uh finish on a strong net as well. Packers defense has been pretty horrible outside of playing a wounded Vikings team who was starting a quarterback
2: I never even heard of. Jaren Hall bullshit like that. Nah, Justin Fields is going to go off for uh, over 300 yards in this game passing. He's going to end this year with a 300-yard passing game. I know he was only at 268 against uh, the Falcons, but we will go 303 against the Packers. And we will also rush for 43 yards I feel like, I feel like Fields first. is always
1: good for a, a long rushing touchdown versus the Packers. Feels like he always has one really nice run versus them. What are you yeah. thinking, Chris? Are you as confident as Joe and I? Are we overly confident?
2: Bring Probably.
1: I don't know. It just feels so right. I mean, I, I if if I, I didn't bet on this
0: game, I bet I bet a decent amount on the for me anyway for the on the on the bears to beat the falcons by two and a half because that's that spread sucked that was way too low. Um I mean I'd take the points if I was gonna bet on it you know take the three but uh I think this is probably gonna be is man, gonna the be biggest a, problem i, I, I mean I think, think it's gonna go fest? I think it's gonna go over 44 and a half mainly because I think Joe Barry's defense sucks. Um, and I think even as good as the Bears' defense has been, it's not Jordan Love, man. LaFleur is a good coach and he gets his guys mm-hmm. wide the fuck open,
2: mm-hmm. dude.
1: So be a good test for a secondary. You know, they've been playing well, so hopefully they can uh
0: well Jaden Reed got hurt, right? In that last game. And he
1: He did, yeah
0: do something, get hurt, and they don't have their first tight end that they
2: took. No, they're down to
1: Robert Kraft.
2: Kraft. Macaroni it's, and cheese. Is Christian Watson playing, or is he done for the year? I bet he's going to play, because we, we need to remind everybody, the Packers are in a pretty desperate scenario. If the Packers win, they are in the playoffs. If they lose, they are out. So, I, I bet you they're going to be guns blazing. I haven't seen
1: a Bears game in a while where they've You know, had a good game blocking the Packers' D-line, so that would be nice for once to protect the quarterback. I mean, the offensive line also is another position that's kind of peaking at the right time, but, like, if there was a game for them to collapse, it would definitely be this week, Mm -hmm. which I hope is not true.
2: This would be a heck of a game for uh, the interior linebackers to get I I would say –
1: Another reason I'm so confident, though, too, is just because I feel like the way the Packers always get us is that they always gash us running the ball, and I feel like the Bears can finally shut down their two backs, which then affects the rest of their game if you put them in obvious passing situations. Yeah, for sure. Is Aaron Jones even healthy? uh, He's been pretty good the past few weeks, but, yeah, we need to stop that motherfucker because he kills us every time. Every time. But... Our linebackers playing very well, so hopefully, you know, they can uh, put an end to that. We'll see, though. I do think there's just this huge wave of momentum going for the Bears. Just, I don't know. That locker room should be
2: confident heading into this week, which we love. That's the only thing, Luke, that makes me un... uh, You know, just because I'm always waiting on the other shoe to drop. I wrote down several scores over here, but like... And I like them, but I'm I'm, I'm waiting on the other shooter drop.
1: Hey, man, confidence is a dangerous drug. I mean, if the Bears were, you know, possibly playing for a playoff spot, I bet my bottom dollar that uh, Dallas would not be thrilled if they had to play the Bears in round one. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I would say the Bears are arguably the hottest team in football heading into this week. One of them.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I wrote down thirty-one twenty-four. And I think that's what I'm gonna settle uh, for the Bears. Thirty-one twenty-four. That puts us at over at fifty-five. And I think that's what I'm feeling. And I do and I do stick with the numbers that I gave for fields. We're not being silly. I, I do think about I mean it'd be a hell of a game. Three oh three and forty five yards rushing. Uh give him three total touchdowns out of the uh yeah. You Know we didn't really even talk about Khalil Herbert and Roche uh, and Roshan having good games. I, I think they've made a good little pair. Khalil looks nice now, uh, now that he's gotten more healthy,
1: he, he was so obviously hurt. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah.
2: yeah, big time. So that's what I'm I going with. That. 31:24. uh, fields having a nice day, and bears, we go into the offseason feeling ourselves.
0: What do you think, Chris? Seeing ourselves. Uh so I was just looking at the weather because I was curious.
2: Mm, yeah, key, good point. What
0: happened? It's not terrible. It's 36 20 36 high, 24 low, only 15% chance of precipitation, uh only a seven mile an hour wind. So nothing 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 too bad. Um final score. Dude. We're going to fucking lose this game. 28-24 Packers.
2: No. He's pro- uh, he's not crazy. That's not red. You're feeling- crazy.
0: Dude, it, It's what's going to happen is we'll be, up 24,
2: 21.
0: we'll be up 24-21. We'll be up 24-21. Jordan Love will just fucking kick us in the
2: dick. On, on fourth and 17 probably. Yeah, as, probably. as he's
1: stumbling down, <laughs> throws a left-handed pass over and his then,
2: head. And then he'll –
0: Talk about how he had to get a cortisone shot at, at, at <laughs> halftime. It was my knee. My knee was banged up.
2: Dicks. Oh, you banged up me. I'll fucking cut your knee off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That's the official report from Joe Gaither.
2: Uh, so, cut you. Instead of blading kneecaps, Joe's slogan is cut your knees off. Do You think the McCaskies would cover my legal defense? No.
1: You think the McCaskeys would pour beer on a Packers fan?
2: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. great. All right. My score prediction for this game is going to be hmm. I want to say 27 to 21 Bears. Nice. 27
0: 21 Bears.
1: Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there. Blow
2: pack blow. How different is mm-hmm. it kind of going be now that Aaron Rodgers is somewhere else? So much uh, I wish he played one more year with uh, No, we game, don't honestly. Uh <clears throat> we went up there and uh we played a we played a pretty good game, you know. But uh they got away from us at the end obviously and uh they won, but their fans are really shitty. So
0: the funny they thing is that, like, my oil. understanding is that is the farthest thing from the truth. That Green Bay fans are the nicest, most welcoming people at Lambeau.
2: What?
1: No, oh, they're, they're they're
2: piece of, Green- of shit, rotten
1: to the core. You hear them yelling at their own team. Bay sucks. Green
0: Bay sucks. They're evil. <laughs> you just called Brags a fucking Packers fan. That's
2: they're just disgusting humans. All of them. Whatever. All right, Joe, deserve to oh, be ostracized yeah. sing, to swing. Sing, sing us home, Joe. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. You will never forget the way you throw the nation with your T-formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears. Bear down. Fuck the Packers.